Welcome to the Small Business Community Network podcast, your connection to the small business community. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org and find out how we can help your business grow. We're proudly supported by TELUS, the future is friendly, and by Prime Information Security, because business is risky enough. It's Linda OJ here again with another SBCN Small Biz Podcast. And today I'm extremely delighted to be welcoming back a returning um, small business owner, uh, Gunther Kramer from Gecko Websites, who um, offered a wonderful, wonderful um, podcast chat a couple of months ago. Hi, Gupa. Hi, Linda. Thank you for coming along again to uh, to share with our listeners some of your insights and, and expertise. Have you enjoyed the summer? Well, I have, but unfortunately, it always seems to go by so quickly. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? And yeah. um, I believe you had um, a, a small operation on one of your knees this year? Yes, I did. Unfortunately, I uh, had a sports injury and uh, had a complete ACL tear in my one knee and but it's my second time around. I did the same thing four years ago, so I'm becoming a pro at having to go through all of that. <laughs> well, if I can ask you very quickly, does that impact your business in any way? How, how did you manage to carry on? Did you have to take sick time or were you able to work, you know, sitting down all the time kind of deal? Well, it's funny because years ago when I decided that I wanted to have a more desk-based and computer-based uh, profession, one of the thought processes that I had at the time was, well, you know, if I get myself in a in an accident or something and I'm laid up for a bit, at least I can still type away on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, here I am all these years later, and that's exactly what happened. So I was able to, of course, keep the business rolling, mm-hmm. but admittedly, of course, I had to slow down certain aspects of it. You know, if when, when you come right out of surgery and you're on the pain medication, <sighs> you, you can't fool yourself. I mean, I really tried hard to say, okay, I'm still going to do full nine to five days and but that's not reality. So, yeah, I had to slow things down a fair bit, of course. Well, you you are very, very um, wise. Not only did you look forward to the future and say, you know what, maybe this might happen, you never know, but you realized to slow down and then you'd be back to your normal, you know, hard-working self. So, um, really excited to have you back. And um, what are you going to share with us today, Gunther? Um, first of all, maybe let's remind the people who you are and what you do. Yeah, so again, my name is Gunther Kramer, and I have a company since uh, 1995, and it's called Gecko Websites, and as the name implies, we do website development, and it goes way beyond that, of course, it's domain names and hosting and graphic design, and we're doing a lot of print marketing as well now, and and even some promotional events, Uh, so we've expanded a lot based on what our clients have been asking for, Um, but actually what I would really like to talk about a little bit today is uh, something that I've personally gone through a number of times throughout these last 20 years. And that is about learning how to not always try to do everything on your own. I find that that's a really important point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for example, when I first started out, just like many entrepreneurs, I had this great idea. I wanted to have this business and I started to build it all up and I had to do everything on my own. And part of it, of course, is due to financial restrictions. You don't have the income yet and you're putting all your own personal savings into this company trying to make a go of it. But the other part of it is simply 
that concept of, well, nobody can do this nearly as good as I can. So I have to take care of everything. <laughs> and, yep. and we all have that. And I, I think I have it fairly, fairly badly, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll admit that. But, uh, the thing is, it's important to learn eventually that you're not going to grow that way. You're not going to really move ahead properly. So for example, with myself personally, I have a financial background. So I would mm-hmm. do all of my own bookkeeping. I would do my own corporate tax returns. I would do the whole nine yards. Um, at the time I didn't have the finances, so I didn't want to hire an accountant. I didn't even want to pay for bookkeeping or, or accounting software. I would do everything myself in Excel and I love numbers and I love Excel spreadsheets and all that. Uh, you know, and, and I would get really involved with that. And there came a day right. where I, I realized I'm becoming more of an accountant and an Excel specialist than I am actually a website development expert. And I had to take a good hard look at it and make that definitive decision to say, okay, I need somebody else to take care of this aspect of my business because my business is not about developing Excel spreadsheets and my business is not about becoming an accountant. It's so good that you recognize that though because I'm guessing a good chunk of your um, workday or weekends or evenings were taken up with doing a task that you were good at but really wasn't you know, yours to do. Exactly. And the truth of the matter is, is I wasn't making any money doing that. That was just the internal operation of the business. And that was just one component of it. So once I made that decision and I started to implement some changes, I bought some software and I got somebody else to do the corporate tax returns and so on. Uh Suddenly I found myself having a lot more time on my hands, which I could then devote to bringing in more clients, doing better work, doing more research and development within my industry and basically becoming better at my job. Um, Quick question. Mm -hmm. How did you find somebody you trusted, though? Because especially with the kind of work we're talking about, your corporate accounting, taxes, stuff like that, how did you find someone you trusted? Not who, but how? And, you know, that really is the million-dollar question, and and I think that's the biggest one that everybody struggles with. And Mm -hmm. I know that was the case with myself as well because, again, right, nobody can do it as good as I can do it. And so it's hard to really let go and pass that on to somebody else. Now, don't get me wrong. Not so much as good as you could do it, but it's a trust thing, isn't it? I mean, you don't want to trust a complete stranger with your financial, you know, information, especially where it's your business. How did you find someone you could trust from that aspect? Well, a lot of times it is about trying to talk to other people and saying, okay, you know, do you have an accountant and who Mm. do you use and why do you use them? What do you like about them? And, you know, oh, you didn't like that guy. Well, why? What happened? And you're trying to learn off of other people's experiences. Okay. And and that that can that can work quite well, but you know sometimes you are in a situation where maybe you don't have that opportunity, and you do have to kind of pick somebody out of the blue. Mm. And it is scary, but sometimes it's necessary if you want to move forward. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of times I find in our business we have all these different things that we need to take care of that need to be done. Accounting is just one small puzzle piece of the whole picture, and it's very important that we start to realize that. Wait a minute. Maybe I'm not an expert in this field. Somebody else could do it much better, much faster. And yes, it might cost me a little bit of time and I might have to let go of this and and trust somebody else. But the end result, especially in the long run, is going to be so rewarding. You have to do it. You really have to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, on the flip side, when I'm talking to my potential clients who are calling in and they're saying, oh, I just started up a business a short while ago and I need a website. And what I notice in almost every single case is that 
they were so excited about getting their business going. So they registered the business name and they came up with a logo and got their business cards printed and all that. And they started to generate the revenue, which is all fantastic. And then eventually it hits them and they say, oh, yeah, I guess I should have a website. (laughs) And then they come to me and they say, yeah, I I need a website. And they don't even know why they want a website. (laughs) They don't know what should be on it. Um, They just know, oh, yeah, I should do it. And it really is an afterthought. And the problem is now they haven't put any planning into it, any thought into it. And they haven't realized that, oh, I should have budgeted maybe some money to put aside for getting the website developed. Or I should have also put some thought into what should the content be? And that is a lot of, that's missing a lot of the times. And so that's where we have to go back to square one and we have to find out, okay, well, what is your business about? And we go through this whole interview process and, and figure this all out for them. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, especially for the startups, again, they have limited cash flow, understandably. And then they try to find a do-it-yourself solution. Now, there's nothing wrong with do-it-yourself solutions. And there's a lot of great ones out there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times what happens is people un- underestimate how much work and time it's going to take to actually get it done. So, for example, you can go out and you can use you know, one of many different free services that are out there to go and develop your own website and have it up and running. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, I even recommend that to clients. Like if they don't have the budget for it, I say, look, don't spend thousands of dollars on a website for a business that you're not sure is going to be around next year. If you're starting up a new business and you're on shaky ground and you're just kind of trying to see if you can make a go at it, mm-hmm. yeah, in that case, maybe go on the cheap. But be aware, but be aware of that. It's going to suck away a lot of your time and it's going to be frustrating. So for example, what I see a lot of times, because people call me and they ask for help. They say, Oh, I've started my own website, but now I'm stuck and I need your help. It's funny. They they get stuck right away too. And it's understandably. So when, once you understand a little bit more about the industry, but you will have, for example, they'll start up with an account somewhere. They'll start to put in, you know, their logo and their content and this and that. And then maybe they don't like the way that their logo looks. Maybe it's distorted or the wrong size or they want to center it and they can't. And now they'll waste an entire day trying to get their logo to appear properly on the page. Now, that is a tremendous waste of time. If they would spend that day working on their business and generating revenue, definitely, it would make a lot more sense, wouldn't it? How how do you, um, in particular, when you network, and I know you're an awesome networker, when you're reaching out to people, to new clients in particular, how do you discover first and foremost from them that A, this is something they may have in their business plan and they may not have the budget for, but they've thought about it. How do you discover which people have thought about it and and which people haven't? And then how do you kind of influence them to know that whether it's you or someone else, this is one of the biggest things they should plan for? Everybody is different, which is what makes that uh, very interesting. And really what it comes down to is just having a good, open, honest, transparent conversation with each other. Mm. Um, You know, everybody likes to portray themselves as, you know, having a grip on everything. You know, everything's under control. My business is fine. And, you know, we all like to do that. Nobody wants to show a weakness or that, you know, (laughs) they're on shaky ground with something. But once you start to get past that and you can start to have an honest discussion with a person about that topic, Mm. a lot of times then they'll start to ask certain questions. And based on the types of questions that they're asking and how interested they are in your answers and so on, you can start to see that, okay, you know what, I think this person actually is looking for help. They might not want to admit it, maybe not even to themselves, but it's clear that they need help and they're asking for it. Then you get other people where, you know, they just clam right up. 
And, you know, I like that, that old saying, you know, you can bring the horse to the trough, but you can't make a drink. Oh, so yeah. all I can do is say, okay, let me make you aware maybe of a few key points. Now that you're on your journey of maybe trying to build a website on your own, or you're trying to figure out, you know, how you should do this piece of web technology and then just step back and see how receptive they are to it. And if they're not receptive, if, you know, they're even cold to it, then that's okay. You know, I can back right off. They might not Mm -hmm. be ready for that help just yet. Mm -hmm. But if they are, if they start asking questions, you know, I'm more than happy to spend time with them and help them along. And, you know, whether it turns into a job for me or not, well, that's secondary. I think it's always nice to give a little tidbits away, though. Um, So I do meet people when I'm networking, different demographics who say, I have no need of a website now. Is this really true today with this golden age of social media? Does everybody need some kind of website or is it possible to get along without one and use maybe a Facebook page or something like that? Well, of course, me being a website developer, I'm going to be extremely biased. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I wouldn't expect anything else. (laughs) No, but but in in all uh, truthfulness, there, there are some cases where it makes sense to say, okay, I need a full-blown website. In other cases, maybe a social media account is all you need. And in some cases, believe it or not, you may not need any of that. So, really? for example, oh, absolutely. And a lot of people, they don't really think of that. But for example, especially in, in today's world and here in our geographic region, I'm sure this is true for a lot of places, a lot of the tradespeople, so plumbers, electricians, and so on, yeah. they don't even want to advertise that they're in business. That's they don't true. want a yellow page ad. They don't want, because people are hounding them all the time saying, hey, look, at, I got this electrical job. I need you. They're too busy. Yeah. They don't have time. They really don't. And, you know, I know a number of people in that industry and they all tell me the same thing. They said, yeah. oh, God forbid, I don't even want to have lettering on my truck. Yeah. They just want to anonymously slip into their job, do their work and slip out again without anybody even knowing who yeah, they that, are or what they do. <laughs> kind of a nice place to be, isn't it, in the trades today because they are so needed. There's not enough people in the trades. But I guess the kind of businesses you and I deal with mostly will probably at some point need a website. And this is why coming into contact with someone like you, Gunther, who doesn't push them, is willing to offer them some tips and advice. And you know if somebody's not ready, keeping in contact with them, following up with them so that they remember you when they are ready to to make that first step. A couple of maybe last few tips or anything you want to share, you know, to finish off the conversation. That would be absolutely awesome, Gunther. Well, I would say overall, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, nobody can do everything on their own. You know, nobody here is a superman or superwoman. We all need to get that help. And the sooner we do, the better it's going to be for our business. So, for example, just think of going to the CEO of General Motors and saying, okay, I want you to lay off everybody at General Motors and you alone as one person, you're going to design the cars, you're going to build the cars, you're going to sell them, you're going to maintain them. I mean, it's obvious it can't be done. It's such a ridiculous situation. It quickly becomes apparent how silly it is. Hmm. But yet, that's something that we expect to do of ourselves as small business owners. And yet, we dream of growing big. So, I would say don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to let go. And just because you let go, it doesn't have to be a permanent thing. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when I first got an accountant on board, I knew very well, well, maybe it's going to turn out, maybe it's not, I don't know. But you know what? If it doesn't turn out, I can just take control again and find somebody else. So it's not like a a, a a once-in-a-lifetime decision that you can never go back on. 
I think they're the people like yourself who are wise enough to know when the time is right to outsource or when to hire someone. You know then that your business starts slowly moving forward and then it gets faster and faster and faster because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's it's always a pleasure to be to be chatting with you over the podcast, Gunther, because you've been in business how many years now? It's been just over 20 years now. So you are definitely one of the people that's seen it from both sides of the fence. You've been around with no social media. You know social media is a benefit. But in some cases, you know, yeah, maybe a few people website, but today more than ever, I think, you know, we need a website. We should plan for it. You've given us some awesome, awesome tips. Um, I know the listeners would love to know how to contact you. So do you want to share some contact, website, that kind of information? Yeah, for sure. So the website address is geckowebsites.com. And the gecko, it's just like the little lizard, so G-E-C-K-O. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go to geckowebsites.com. And from our contact page, then you'll see all different ways you can get in touch with me, whether it's by email or social media or simply the old-fashioned way of picking up the phone and calling. I always enjoy a good chat as well. I love that too, but I'm very much into the uh, following the paper trail, so I always try and follow up with an email or something, so I know I made the phone call and we spoke. Well, looking forward to uh, maybe chatting with you again in another couple of months, because your your tips and your expertise and your advice are so awesome to pass on to everybody. And make sure you have a lovely day, Gunther. Thank you. Wish you all the best as well. And it was a pleasure to be on the podcast again. Thank you so much. Bye for now.